How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Happy Friday, everybody. Sports Talk with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Kicking off your day, well, midday, getting you ready for Steve's the— Steve's lost track of time. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Uh, keeping up with the LSU baseball team, the number one Tigers— are currently in the bottom of the seventh inning, have a 7-2 lead over Kansas State. Uh, exploded for four runs here in the bottom of the seventh to uh, jump on ahead. Uh, was looking tight early on for the first couple innings, was evened up at 1-1, but now the uh, Tigers exploding for some runs. And Jeff, I don't know if you got to watch much of this baseball team, but they have definitely living up to the early preseason hype, which is always good to see. Yeah, I think they might be good. <laughs> the, the the top ranked number one preseason ranking they they, pro- they sure kind of got it dead on. I wasn't sure what to think. Sometimes that number one is a is a curse. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, this it, is how you have to start the season as the preseason number one team to feel like you have not kind of uh, you know what's the diplomatic way to put this uh, you know fallen over your feet, tripped over your feet, whatever okay, you want to yeah. say. Like you are the number one team in the country. If you're not blowing out Southern, there's a problem. If you're not blowing out Western Michigan and sweeping that series, there's a problem. If you're not winning convincing, convincingly against the Kansas State at one of these events, that's a problem. And so at this point, they're holding serve. And it's really just a question of there's going to be a point this season where there's some adversity and how they handle that is going to be important because that's that's really what this team is. You know that they are a national contender. How do they handle it when things start going poorly? We haven't found out yet. Well, we, you know, there's always that panic, too, during midweek games and if they're important and how much do they matter to the teams. Uh, but, we, you know, early on, obviously, we've seen the team take care of business, like you said, opening weekend, uh, this the midweek game they've had now. They and, one-ruled Southern. Yeah, right, exactly, fun. after falling into a hole. So that, it was good to see them respond in, in that way as well. I believe it was a 4 nothing deficit, and the Tigers roared back on that one and ended up run-ruling uh, Southern the other night. And now... Uh, in Texas, on the road for the first time, even though it's not SEC play yet, it, it's still obviously the challenge of being away from Alec Box Stadium. Yeah, no, I mean that's 
I will say that one of the best changes I can think of in several years for for college sports was adding the ten run rule because no one needs to <laughs> play beyond the seventh inning when they're down ten runs or up ten runs. Like, thank you. We can all agree that that is a good thing. I wish I wish more sports could implement some kind of mercy rule like the Citrus Bowl. Did we really need to see the fourth quarter of that game? Like the only thing that's going to happen is an injury. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of a tangent, but I do appreciate like college sports in general, I think are too long um, with the exception, of maybe basketball, like football is way too long. Baseball is way too long. I think any change to expedite the, the length of games, I will be on board with. A little bit of uh, Saints news today, I guess, uh, no, and no surprise, another day, another contract restructuring. Also, there was a signing, a defensive end coming back to the black and gold, and I, I was kind of surprised, I guess I'd say, to see this one. I, I was expecting more I get, uh, a Marcus Davenport news, but Tano Passigno, uh reportedly getting a deal, multi-year extension with the Saints from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Uh, six sacks over the past two seasons for the black and gold was set to become a free agent, but now uh, locked up back in that mix at that rotational piece at the end. And, you know, honestly, we saw him probably be more productive than a Marcus Davenport this season. Yeah, I will say he's not officially re-signed. I think Tom reported that they're nearing a deal. We don't know the numbers. We don't know anything beyond multi-year deals. So it's going to be interesting to see what he was signed at. I think before the 2021 season, he signed a two-year, $4.5 million deal. I would be surprised if it's going to come in higher than that. So I think one of the reasons you are going to get this done quickly is because you are going to bring him back at a very reasonable number. Um, I think this is he's a guy that they were really high on when he was drafted by the Chiefs in 2017 in the second round. He was a senior bowl guy. I was going to say senior bowl product. I know because that was the one year I got to go. You know, and I think it, this is a good example <laughs> of when I asked uh, Mickey post, like right after the season ended, whether their evaluations on guys would be impacted by it because at that point they didn't have a first-round pick. And what he said was, no, they're still going to evaluate everybody because there are instances where guys they really liked but were unable to draft become free agents. Right, exactly. And I would be I would be willing to bet that Tano was a guy they had a really high grade on. And wouldn't you know it, he becomes a free agent and they bring him in. You know, he's had a limited impact, but if you look at last season, he was on the field a good bit. There were instances where Peyton Turner was a healthy scratch, and if <laughs> you ask the head coach, it's it was in due in part because they wanted to get Tano on the field. Um, so it's not a surprise to me they want to bring him back. You gotta fill that, you know, you gotta fill positions somewhere. And if you can get him at a reasonable rate, a guy who knows the defense, a guy you trust, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely a solid, you know, guy to keep around, like I said, for that rotation. You know Carl Granderson, still a part of that as well, too. Do you think this spells any kind of doom and gloom for a Marcus Davenport or that's still uh, an asset that you could still acquire? I don't think this changes anything. No, I feel I still think they're in the market for him as well. Yeah, I mean, this is just a guy that you wanted to bring back. The same way sat, re-signing a Calvin Throckmorton doesn't affect anything <laughs> on your offensive line. The same way re-signing Keith Kirkwood doesn't affect anything in your wide receiver room beyond quality depth. And that's that's what you have. That's clearly what the Saints have prioritized early in this process is making sure that quality depth exists. And then I think they're going to make moves beyond that. Yeah, talking also about the player restructuring a contract today it was Taran Matthew clearing another four point six million dollars. Called it for the twenty twenty three salary cap. And what is the 
magical number right now we're at? Do you know offhand? I believe they're at about 30, um, give or take. 30.8. Yeah, 30.8. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. And, uh, yeah, so you're going to – you know, the the there was five contracts that I listed when we talked about it on the podcast earlier this week. One was Tyron Which Matthews. podcast is that? It's called Inside Black and Gold. Oh, okay. You've heard of it. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, here, that, the hosts are, 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 are nice guys. Uh, so, yeah, Tyron Matthews was one of them. Cam Jordan is another one that I expect to see. Tyron Ma- – I'm sorry, uh, Marshawn Lattimore is the next one. Then Taysom Hill and Demario Davis are the next four that I expect. And if you get all four of those done – you're right there. You you the buzzer sounds and you are quote unquote cap compliant. Now, there's other stuff you gotta do. So there's gonna be more, but I think those are the four that you're gonna hit so that you can kind of go into free agency and not have to talk about sixty million under the cap and all that. When we get back from this break, we're going to be talking about the latest on the Derek Carr news. Uh, We know a figure, (laughs) there was a number leaked, I guess you could say, and the fact of what the veteran uh, free agent quarterback is looking for, and also three rumored other teams said to be interested along with the Saints and Jets, but they have not been named yet. Hmm. You can give us a call on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Want to hear from you. Coming back with more of this Friday edition Sports Talk after the break here on WWL. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Sports Talk Friday edition, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. And, Jeff, I know one of your favorite topics is talking Derek Carr and what will the where will the quarterback end up uh, we've had just two official visits still with the just the Saints and the New York Jets, yet there is rumblings that there are three other teams, they haven't been named though, that are interested and in, are pursuing the quarterback as well, and that he's looking for $35 million a year. Is is the veteran QB worth that? What do you think it takes to constitute like being in touch? Do you think like a team texts him like you up? Hey, what up? What up, Derek? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like this seems like agent agent <laughs> That's activity what I thought to right me. Away it's too. like oh no, well, there's you know I, yeah I have I have a girlfriend she, she goes to a different school. Um, <laughs> you don't know her. Yeah, you know you wouldn't know her. Uh, no, it's it, I think this is the time of year where you're kind of trying to pit as many teams against each other as possible. Um, I think it was a report from Diana Rossini that 
He's looking for an average of $35 million a year. But that dumb, that number to me kind of feels like if he wanted that, the Saints would have given it to him. Like, it, it feels like where we are right now, why would that be? The, the number should be higher than that unless he doesn't perceive his market to be what it what he thought it was going to be. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just accept that one year at $40 million and then do it again, right? I, I don't know. It seems odd to me. It's an odd situation, and you do wonder if maybe the Jets' visit didn't go as well as the uh, reports, reports there, you know, yeah, right. that he was having a good time at dinner and such, uh, that he's the f- first ballot Hall of Famer uh, are, are as – accurate as maybe well that that's what struck me you know about what came out from the new york meeting was that if the jets truly believe that Derek carr could go there be the centerpiece of this team to lead them to a super bowl championship and be a future hall of fame quarterback why wasn't the deal yeah why they let him leave? why was that wasn't that sealed immediately and and done yeah, and then because he can sign right now like, right, there's nothing exactly. preventing him from signing right now he's what they would refer to as a street free agent <laughs> which is kind of funny to me that terminology uh because he was cut so he can go sign like there's nothing preventing him he doesn't have to wait for free agency so like if that were true if that's true of anybody if you walk up to somebody and seriously say, we think you're a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback if you come here, then be like, we'll pay you whatever you want. Right. Like, let's why get this, are you letting him leave? Done. Or you're lying. <laughs> why are you lying to me? <laughs> so, yeah, there's just a lot of information here that seems to be a bit bogus. You don't know what to believe. It's all posturing, and that's why at this point I hate even talking about it because it's like, okay. Well, the Saints are involved, so we have to. Yeah, right. No, I understand <laughs> it. I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying it annoys me because it's like, okay, until we have a list of teams and a list of teams like negotiating, then it's all noise. It's all bluster. It's all posturing to try to get the most money for your client. Tim Younger's doing a great job because we're here talking about him. And the more people that are talking about him, the better off he is. Do you think it is a little suspicious, though? It's like you're going to tell me, though, in this report uh, from Tom Pelissero saying there are three other teams. Well, well, who are they? They don't. Why is it a big secret kind of deal? Well, right, because it's like if he's not going to visit them, I don't <laughs> care. That is not an involved team. Like, like teams call other teams all the time, right? I'm sure people are contacting Tim Younger saying, okay, what is he looking for? And that's where you end up getting a report that says he wants to make $35 million a year, right? Like, that's what happens, but you know that doesn't mean that that team is knocking down his door to go pay him thirty-five million dollars. It just means that they're interested in finding out how much that might be. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's this whole song and dance every every year is really annoying with the quarterbacks because it's like they're they're in a different league from everybody else in terms of the money. Right. Exactly. And it always comes down to whether it's like okay, but are they worth that money? Sometimes it matters. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Like. Daniel Jones is not worth whatever the Giants are going to pay him, but they're going to pay him because they have to pay him. Is that true of Derek Carr? I don't know. See, the $40 million range for for um, Daniel Jones is absolutely ridiculous, but I think the low 30s is probably the sweet spot for him, and I think about where he's worth. It's only ridiculous if no one's willing to pay it. <laughs> Right, like money's not real unless you make well, it real. Well, if Daniel Jones is getting forty-five, what's what's you know Aaron Rodgers going to end up with? Aaron Rodgers. What's, just what's got the Lamar Jackson going to get? I mean, Lamar's not going to get anything because the Ravens <laughs> seem to not think he's worth paying. And that's that's my point. It's like as long as there's a team that believes you are worth that, then you're worth that. But if only you believe you're worth thirty-five million dollars a year, then you are not worth that. And that's the question you're trying to answer with Derek Carr. And I don't know if there is a team out there that believes he's worth $35 million a year. 
So, yeah, this is where you are. I'm, this is why you end up with these random reports saying, "Oh, but he got texts in the middle of the night from <laughs> Team B and C and A." Uh, anyway, it, it is curious to know uh, what is the Saints' value of Derek Carr, and what are where's where is that range that they're willing to do a deal from him? Because, man, that thirty-five does seem pretty pretty high for the thirty-one-year-old. And I, I think you something you said, I think it was last show or the show before that, I might feel a little bit better about giving Carr that money if he was 27, 28. But for some reason, over that 30 hump, you it, it doesn't seem as attractive. Well, it, and the other thing to consider when you're talking about it like that too is you're not only talking about like the age that he's going to be by the end of the contract – you're talking about the age that he's going to be by the time all the void years they inevitably be put on it are help, right? Like, so yes, it is a factor. Is he's not in his? He's at the if he's in his prime, he's at the very end of it, and you are paying through that, yeah, to the point that he would be declining. And so, to me, it's not even a question of how much are you paying annually. It's how long is this contract going to have to be? Does it is it going to have to be four years? Because that's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a significant investment over time. Whereas like two years, seventy million dollars, give or take, like I think that's reasonable because it gives you an out. Like you are gonna try to hit that window, and then if you don't, you at least are not committed to it to a period of time where you're gonna be where the Raiders are right now. You know what I mean? And so yeah, that's that's the question to me, and and I think. The the annual salary isn't even isn't even that big of a factor because you're going to spread it out either way. Um, but yeah, when you look at the the quarterbacks, obviously, if the Saints do miss out, if you want to say on Derek Carr, say he goes with the Jets or one of the other mystery ball clubs that are, are bidding for his services, and you look at the free agent market that's left out there, and of course you're going to talk about like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, names like that, but what do you, what's your better option? Is it really a veteran that's, you don't know much about, or a guy that is the only quarterback under contract (laughs) currently for New Orleans who has seemed to be shunned that we've definitely counted out and and probably thinking he gets cuffed pretty soon in Jameis Winston. Yeah, that, that is a question you have to ask yourself and is it worth just trying to run it back with Jameis Winston, knowing that you're you're already paying him money either way. Like, even if you cut him, you're owing money. So, like, if the goal is to manage the cap back to the middle and you are unable to hit on a quarterback that you feel like can, like, move the needle up far beyond where you are right now. You're talking about the draft or, like, just a free agent? Because I don't think you can consider your – first round draft pick even if you get one there to be your day one starter no no I mean but but at the same time there are guys you could get that you might feel like okay we don't have to make a big splash in the quarterback market because we think okay by the end of the season maybe you'll get there okay if, if an Anthony Rich, Anthony Richardson drops uh and you get him and you're like okay well he's a guy maybe we could bridge to that's that might change your dynamic but like if you're unable to hit on a quarterback in the market that you would cost you money and you feel like would move your needle up, and I'm flapping my hands around. I know this is radio, but I am flapping my hands around. Um, then maybe it does make sense to just bite the bullet like the Bucks are doing with Kyle Trask uh, and just sit with the guys you have. 
and it's like, and I'm not, I'm not saying they should tank, but there's a big difference between actively tanking and just saying, okay, we're gonna ride it out with these guys, and not make any excessive financial investments and decisions, so that next year, this time, then we have a much better picture and we're in a much better situation to advance our roster. Chiming in on the Derek Carr and NFL draft issue, we got James and Metairie on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Appreciate the time, James. How's it going today? Uh, it's cool, man. I'm trying to get my work out and maybe I could play quarterback next season. So, um, <laughs> there you, you know, go. What's funny, about this, what's funny about this is we're talking about a guy that actually couldn't get up past the 50-yard line against us. And we're making him – the rest of the league is making him out to be like the next big thing. But – I, I don't. I don't really get it. I mean, I sort of like what you guys said, um, but I, 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 I just a minute ago about basically sticking with what you got. But I think I mentioned Cynthia Freeland before. Yeah, she uh, she's the uh, NFL to access lady over there. Mm-hmm. She had a, a draft saying that we will pick up the guy from Florida. Well, I mean that that sounds sounds kind of odd, but when you think about it, Ireland said he wanted a quarterback that runs. Um, but Hooker is no faster than Jameis Winston, who's probably the slowest quarterback on the team right now. Um, so when you say dual quarterback, it's a guy that runs the throws, right? So um, even though the Florida quarterback probably isn't my kind of thing, but I can see uh, because of another uh, draft report I read today, they actually had him going number 29 to us. But that being said, I'm hopeful that we can give uh, my guy Jason a shot. I'm on a stairmaster if, if, if you hear me. <laughs> That's where I need to be too, James. Getting in shape to be the starting quarterback next year. Um, I will say that 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 Daniel Hooker is definitely faster than Jameis Winston. That I will say because James James ran a four nine seven at the combine, which Oof. is kind of hilariously slow. He's not a slow guy, but like. Athletically speaking, he is not a runner. Um, that said, I do think that if the Saints, you know, could build a quarterback from scratch, it would be a guy who can can run RPO sets, can run read option handoffs, and also can stand in the pocket and fire downfield. And I don't know if anyone on the current anyone currently on the Saints roster can do all of those things well. Right, like you have Taysom, who I think can do half of those things, but as a passer, he leaves a lot to be desired. And you have Jameis, who can, you know, fire it downfield with the best of them. But from a backfield decision-making standpoint, I don't know if if that that always kind of meets where you need it to be. That's interesting. You know, we were talking about just would they try to run it back maybe with Jameis Winston? Is there a situation? Do you put? Taysom back in the quarterback competition at least, instead of just totally saying, no, 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 he's a tight end, which we didn't really even see him play that position. They were so quick to take him out of it last year. (laughs) No, seriously, they were so quick to take him out of it last year. So, so guys, the problem with all of this is that I saw an article, not I saw an article, I actually uh, saw a video, rather, of Drew being interviewed right before the uh, Super Bowl, and Mm -hmm. he mentioned that he and Sean, that's all they do is steal plays from other from other opponents. Everybody does, they yeah. yeah. A lot of plays. Right, everybody does it. Mm-hmm. But if, if you want to chill our offense, you know, we're more of the Ravens offense than we are with uh, a, a traditional Sean Payton offense with a legitimate left tackle 
and a and an accurate throwing quarterback. We're more like the Ravens, even though the Ravens are trying to let go, may have to let go of uh, Jackson. We're more on that vein, and we need to steal some plays to get uh, take some more involved. Because when you look at the offensive highlights of this football team, mm-hmm. it's all Taysom Hill. You know, it's all Taysom Hill. Um, he's the most talented guy on the roster on offense. Um, and we need to get more involved. Is that good enough to win the division? I think so, but it can't be. And, and keep and keep Dalton at quarterback, you know, to back Taysom up this season because Taysom, um, or rather Dalton's record uh, last season was better than Carr. That's another thing that irks me with this whole thing about uh, Carr getting his bag. <clears throat> anyway, I can't run and talk to you guys anymore. I'm going <laughs> to say I'm worried about you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the time, James, and enjoy the workout, yeah. man. Enjoy the stairmaster. Um, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I do not think there's a reason that that Da was so quick to move Taysom out of that conversation, and it's because that is not the quarterback that he wants to go with. Um, it, maybe that changes this year. Last year at the combine, <laughs> that's when we kind of learned about Taysom's going to work more and with the with the tight ends. Hey, maybe this is the time of year where he makes bold proclamations about Taysom Hill. We're gonna get to the combine again. Maybe that's what you get. But as of right now, I'm not I'm not considering him as an option just because we've been told he's not an option. Friday edition of Sports Talk coming back after this break. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, along with Charlie Long. Wanna tell hear from you who that nation on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. 504-260-1870. Chime in here on the latest on the Saints, Derek Carr, and anything with the NFL draft or free agency you have a question about, too, on WWL Sports Talk. Back here on Sports Talk, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak dialed in with Lawrence on the 6th. Ward wants to talk about Andy Dalton not being a starting QB. What's up, Lawrence? Man, how y'all doing, man? So far, so good, man. Doing? Thank y'all for taking my call, man. Appreciate you, man. For sure. Yeah, I'm just listening to it. Saints fans, Andy Dalton is not a very good starting quarterback in this league. The numbers show it, man. He has the worst winning percentage, not second or third worst, the worst winning percentage. And, and what, what that's the Monday night games or all the primetime prime time games? Primetime, I think you're, you're talking worse, about, yeah. It's worse than Kirk Cousins. Bengals fans, they ran him out of town. The Bengals fans was laughing at us when we were starting that guy. He's not well, a Well, they got Joe Burrow. Quarterback. Yeah, the Bengals did yeah, good for themselves. That says something, man, and and, and Joe Burrow's second season, he took them people to the to the Super Bowl with fifty percent of Andy Dalton players. Man, that says something. I don't want to bash the guy; he's a decent quarterback. But there's fourteen, fourteen what playoff spots? Andy Dalton not no top fourteen quarterback, man, at all. I Y'all think forget about. I that, think man. in a perfect situation, like if Andy Dalton was the quarterback for the 49ers, they would be a uh, a legitimate playoff contender. I mean, come on. Well, they might be done and done. I, I don't know. Like Brock, so, people want to tell me Brock Purdy is the best, the best quarterback. Some of the team he was good on, and they won in the playoffs. Some of the team he was good on recently. Well, I mean, he, he soaked yeah. on. He soaked on good teams. The, yeah, I'm not saying the Saints should start Andy Dalton. I'm just saying with the Cowboys, and he looked at bad in both of them situations and clutch moments. Man, I'm gonna hang up and get back with y'all. I'm at work. I Thank agree you with you. Man. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like Andy Dalton, I think in a perfect situation where he has to execute the offense and not as it is not expected to do anything to win games, like to go above and beyond, would be a fine quarterback, right? If you put him on the 49ers, 
he could do what Brock Purdy did. But that's not the situation you are in with the Saints. You need someone who can do more than that and can elevate you. And I just don't think he's that guy. Um, I do think that he is better than he gets credit for in the sense that he's a 35-year-old dude. (laughs) And he was better in his prime than a lot of people want to believe he was. Um, To me, he's similar to Eli Manning in the sense that they will go long stretches without ever doing anything that makes you be like, wow. <laughs> but then, like, you look at the the career stats and, like, he's, like, in the top 20 all time in passing yards. And But the difference between Andy and Eli is Eli would elevate his play in big games and big moments, and I don't – I have never seen that from Andy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was the biggest thing for me this season, too, f- with the Saints. It was never anything where I felt like, oh, my God, he's – He's costing this team, but it was never an instance where I was like, he his game elevated the team enough to get over that hump. Obviously, everybody had some issues. I know the that Arizona game is going to get a ton of credit when he had the two pick sixes, but one of those clearly was not his fault. Um, but to me, that a lot of that blame went on to him in that game. I see you pointing. What? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to say, so the Arizona game, like, Whatever, you can talk about the pick sixes. It was kind of a weird situation. I look at the week before that. I look at the loss of the Bengals when they got the ball back at their own 30-yard line down four points with a minute and 57 seconds left and three timeouts, and they didn't get past midfield. That's the moment where you're like, okay, you need a quarterback who can go win that game. The quote-unquote field general, which I feel like Andy is a solid leader for a team, but like I said, his skill set isn't going to be something where he's going to do something that lifts – everybody else up around him yeah I mean at at one point in his career maybe right like when in his at at age 27 you know at his peak with the Bengals maybe right now he's not right now he's a backup and I think he's a premium backup right like he's a guy you want on the roster I I just don't think if you're a serious if you want to be a serious contender he can't be your go-to starter Mike in Mid-City coming to you and all the other callers. Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. Coming back after the break here on WWL. Back in the radio huddle, Stephen Jeff on Friday edition of Sports Talk along with our guy Charlie Long behind the glass. We're going to go to Mike in Mid-City on line one joining the QB conversation. How's it going today, Mike? Um, I'm all right, man. Y'all got me riled up. Man. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Let's hear it. I don't know where to start at. I don't know where to start at. All right. First off, um, you know, this is a conversation I always get with, with people, uh, and especially with Bobby Bell and, and alike. You mm-hmm. know that um, uh, the 49ers made Rock Purdy look good. I don't. I, I see it the other way around. I think that uh, Rock Purdy made the 49ers a better team. Okay. Uh, now, rather not Andy Dalton. Uh, would be able to make the 49ers defense look like a better team. Will there be a better team? I don't know. You know, I don't. But I, I, I don't. I wouldn't think so. You know what I mean? Now, um, what was it about Brock, Brock? What is it about Brock Purdy's game? You think made the Niners better with all those weapons around him? But they wasn't winning. They wasn't winning until uh, until he took over the job. All right. They they, they were on a five game winning streak when he took over the job. See that again? They they had won five consecutive games before he took over, and then after that, he won ten in a row. Right. Well, okay, he won. Well, no, no. Uh, that, that the math doesn't. Yeah, I think he won, he won seven. I think he won seven in a row. I think they. 
Yeah. That, either way, yeah, I, I understand your point. Continue. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, I, some people uh, see the same thing and see it differently. You know, and, I, and I, you know, I see it differently. I think that he made them a better team compared to uh, people saying that uh, their defense made him look good. I, you know that that maybe that maybe that maybe that's just me, you know. But uh, I think he's better than Trey Lance, you know. And I don't think that Andy Dalton would have been able to do uh, the same thing that uh, uh, Brock Purdy did. So you, you know, think you uh, think Brock Purdy and the Saints offense would have had similar success? Uh, no, simply because I don't. We don't have offensive coordinator. We don't. I, we don't. We don't have offensive coordinator that I had that much confidence in uh, to put Brock Purdy with uh, uh, to make that leap. You know, I, I, you know uh, what offensive coordinator like the Forty Nineers had that 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 know how to uh, use Brock Purdy. You know, yeah. So we don't have one yet. I guess just kind of bringing it back like to the that. Saints here. So are you are you arguing that Andy Dalton should not be in consideration to be the Saints quarterback? Is that kind of the vibe I'm getting or well what what is your take there? Well, I I think Andy is between an 8 and 9 game winner. I think I think that I I think that's his ceiling. That's fair. Okay. All right. You know, that's his ceiling. 8 to 9 games. Um, uh, uh, Jamis Winston, uh, I, I think that ship done sailed here. Mm-hmm. You know, really. And and uh, as far as the Derek Carr, it's no way in the world I'm going to pay a quarterback $30 million a year with a losing record. Appreciate the call. Fair we'll enough. be coming back with more on Sports Talk after the top of the hour news break. Got a little bit of LSU baseball news. The Tigers now 5-0, and beating the Kansas State 7-3. Uh it's a little rough outing for Paul Skeens in the beginning, but uh, he's 2-0 and now, pitched six innings, ended up with 11 strikeouts. Uh, this Tiger team continues to roll and will be on WWL tomorrow. We'll be coming back with more sports talk, though, here after the break on WWL. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special finance only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.